<laughs> hey, good morning, Crestview family. Welcome to Crestview Baptist Church this morning. Thank you for coming to worship with us. I am so thankful and glad to be here, and I hope you are too. Uh, welcome also on this Veterans Day weekend as we uh, come to worship Christ today, and also we're celebrating our veterans this morning, so uh, you, you, you're in for a treat there. Um, if you are a guest or a visitor with us for the first time, um, there are some cards in the pews in front of you, and if you would fill one of those out, drop it in the offering plate, uh, be greatly appreciative. Already, I'm not, I'm not trying to brag, get a big head this morning, but my section's getting bigger over here. Okay. All right. So, uh, I, I didn't do it. I promise. So, do what? Uh, I know. I didn't do it. So, but I am glad to see the youth and the kids fill up this side over here. A few more weeks, we could fill up one whole side, and all y'all adults have to move over there. That be all right with y'all. Um, all right. Few announcements through the week. Uh, don't forget about our Wednesday night services. Um, this Wednesday night. Uh, the youth and the kids, we're going to be in the fellowship hall the whole time. We're going to be, uh, after play practice, we're going to be packing shoe boxes after we eat and things. And then the youth will help um, Miss Sandra and whoever else. And we'll start getting ready for Thursday, which is our Lottie Moon uh, Christmas auction and, and meal. If you've not signed up for that, you need to sign up by the day, right? You need to sign up by the day if possible. Uh, Sign-up sheets out there, and I know for a fact that it just filled up, so put something on the back if you want to sign up for that. Uh, see Miss Joy, talk to her about paying uh, so they can do some grocery shopping this week. Um, that's a good time. If you've never been to one of those Lottie Moon Christmas auctions, bring some cash or your checkbook and come hungry and ready to leave with a full trunk, because I do. we always do every year, you know, you it's a it's a it's a real fun experience. Um, so if you've not been before, you'll you will love it. Uh, this Saturday, um, at, from six to eight, the youth, middle school and high school, we're going to have a friends giving in the fellowship hall. That means like I'm I'm going to prepare a turkey and I'm asking them to bring sides. So whatever you guys whatever you sides you bring, that's what we're eating. And it's just going to be a time for us as a youth group to sit down as a family and celebrate Thanksgiving as a family. Uh, next week is our deacons meeting and business meeting. Don't forget that. And I don't think there are any more announcements unless somebody back here has got one. Tuesday night. Okay. Tuesday night we're going to be working. And Service the building grounds committee. Okay, just building a few grounds committee. If you just meet Doug up here, uh, just look for him. He's the cool guy with the glasses. You'll find him up here sometime after service if you're on that. And Tuesday night, if you're if you're free to come work. Uh, at this time, I'm going to turn it over to preacher Artie as we begin in worship. Doug, I thought Jim Dorn and I were the cool guys with glasses, but I guess that, I guess that was wrong. Sorry, Dorn. Uh, it is good to see everybody here this morning. Um, Terry has asked me to ask if anyone is wanting um, the sermon notes that are in the offering or in the bulletin. If you want a copy that did not receive a copy, he's got them back here. If anybody wants another copy of that, um, 
Okay. Well, it is good to see everybody here today. Yes, we are here to honor our veterans this morning, but, we, but more importantly, we are here to worship Jesus Christ. So if you would please join me as we begin our time together this morning. Our blessed Heavenly Father, we come before you. Dear Lord, we praise you for being who you are. Dear Lord, we thank you for these men and women that have sacrificed to answer the call of their country to serve them. But dear Lord, we thank you for your ultimate sacrifice, the giving of your son to die on the cross to bring us salvation. And dear Lord, that is why we're here, gathered together in your name this morning to worship you, to sing your praises, to listen to your word. Dear Lord, may your spirit move among your people this morning. May we be filled with the Holy Spirit today. Dear Lord, be with us all. Speak through me, speak through Chad, speak through Sandra and the choir this morning. That everything in, that is said and done here this morning will be to your honor and glory. And it's in the holy and precious name of Jesus Christ, our Savior, we pray. Amen. And we have a short video from our children. I'm Jim Vaughn. I'm thankful for life, liberty, and life. My name is Betsy, and I'm thankful for Chad. My name is Teddy. I'm thankful Foxy Roxy. Hi, my name is Skylar, and I'm thankful for family, friends, and dance. My name is Izzy, and I'm thankful, and I'm, and I'm thankful for animals. All right, Everly, what are you thankful for? Look at Mr. Chad say it. Go. My name is Thomas, and I'm thankful for Veterans Day is not just a holiday. It's a day in November where we have the excellent opportunity to honor and thank the servicemen and service women who have ever served in any branch of the military on behalf of our country during any time in history. So not just our veterans, but we have a gift for everyone. And I'm gonna ask our youth if they will pass those out at this time. You are receiving a soldier with a prayer attached. We would like for you to place this somewhere where you will see it throughout the whole year. And when you see this soldier, you can pray this prayer that is attached to it, but just remember to pray for our military. 
If you have not received one, will you raise your hand? There's some. So I'm going to ask you to, oh, we've got two more back here. Jonathan, there's two more back there. Eunice, Cleve. <clears throat> I'm going to ask you to stand and sing our call to worship, America the Beautiful. But I'm going to ask you to hold your soldier and be thankful for those <clears throat> who fought for America as we sing. to our Lord. Let us pray. Our Heavenly Father, we love you, we praise you, we honor you, and now we give back to you a small portion you have blessed us with. I ask you to bless this gift and the giver, for it is your name, Jesus, we pray. Amen.
I'm going to ask you to stand again as we sing Mine Eyes Have Seen the Glory, page 633. As a, as a youth minister, I was listening to that song, a children's minister, and I already did this for a long time. When it says the grapes of wrath, all I can think about is the veggie tails riding around in their car saying, we are the grapes of wrath. So if you haven't seen that before, might want to go check it out. It'll be a good Sunday afternoon watch for you. All right, guys. All right. Go shopping. All right. So when you go shopping, you, do you just go in the store and get what you want and leave? Is that what you do? What do you have to do? You have to pay a price for it, right? So, like, it might be a dollar. It might be, in my kids' case, usually like a hundred dollars. Whatever it is, there's a price that has to be paid. If you don't pay it, that's stealing. Well, that is stealing, and that's not what we're talking about today. We're not talking about stealing today. That is next on our. That is coming up on our Ten Commandments, but. We're going to take a break from the Ten Commandments today, and I want to, because it's Veterans Day. I want to talk about paying a price. Did you know that a price was paid for us to be able to be here today and worship God openly and serve God and go to school like you do and pray out openly like you? There was, did you know there was a price paid for that? People, we have, we're celebrating Veterans Day. You look back there and see that flag Mr. Jack's holding back there. That reminds me of the freedoms that we have in America. And all those freedoms that we have were paid for with a price. And today as we celebrate the veterans, I want you to think they gave up, there's lots of people in here who are veterans, they gave up time with their family, they gave up hobbies, they gave up free time to go and serve our country and pay a price. But more importantly than all of that, like Preacher already said, did you guys know that you were bought with a price? Did you know that? Your freedom from sin was bought with a price. 
Uh, listen to this in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 23. It says, you were bought at a price. Do not become slaves of men. Listen, Jesus Christ died on the cross and was risen again on the third day to make you guys free. Did you know that? Here in John chapter 8, verse 36, it says, Therefore, if the Son makes you free, you shall be free indeed. So while we are celebrating our veterans, and we are thinking about all the things that they did for us and the price that they paid for us, I want you to remember, more importantly, that before they paid that price, Jesus Christ paid a price for you. That was His death and resurrection on the cross. And He did it willingly. He went to the cross and died for you because He loves you and cares about you and rose again on the third day. And we're going to talk more about that in Children's Church. So let's bow our hands and go to the Lord's Prayer. God, thank you so much for this day. Thank you for these guys and girls that are up here. Just thank you for their love that I see in each one of them. Lord, help us to continue to grow and just help us to remember, not just today, but every day, the price that was paid by our veterans, and more importantly, Lord, the price that was paid by our Savior, that is when he paid for our sin on the cross. All this I ask in his name, Lord. Amen. to our military when you hear your um, theme song I would ask you to follow the flag from your branch of the military and come stand with your flag and we'll just make a line across here so after you see your flag coming you join that military branch and then continue standing Yeah.
ask our military to stay up here just a moment. Uh, the Bible tells us in John chapter 15, verse 13, there is no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friends. So we thank you, our airmen, our soldiers, our coast guardsmen, our marines, and our sailors for serving our country and helping keep us free. We respect and honor you more than you will know. We pray that our Lord will relieve any stress that our veterans have felt to comfort and strengthen you with his Holy Spirit and feel his presence. We know God brought you through many trials. So now we pray that you see his mighty hand at work in your lives to heal your hearts as well as your bodies. We also pray that God show us how to show you our sincere thanks and help us all never to forget the sacrifices that you have made. At this time, our children would like to present each of our military men and women with a small token of our appreciation. Okay, guys, I got your gifts ready. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and if y'all will just continue standing there with them till we make sure everybody has one. We are presenting you with a garden flag that says, thank you, veterans. And we hope that you will fly these proudly in your yards. And now then. <laughs> Let us pray. Oh, right, dear Lord, we come today to lift up our brothers and our sisters who have served over the years. They did have a willingness in their heart to lay down their lives for us. What a huge sacrifice. You have blessed America with a plan to have freedom, justice, and peace. So I pray for those who have seen the battlefield, for those who have trained, and for those who have seen the wounded, and for those that are ready for the battle. So today, we honor the battles that they have fought. And we honor the ones that have fought and for those that will continue to fight. For them to bring and continue to bring us our freedom, our justice, and our peace. And may we be reminded of the victory that we are guaranteed through you, our Lord and our Savior. Amen. So to all of our veterans of all the different armed forces, we're proud of you, we respect you, we honor you, and we thank you for your service. Thank you. Thank you. You may be seated.
we have been very fortunate in our church to have a lot of veterans. Unfortunately, some of them have passed on. One in particular, Bob Ramsey, was a stickler for history. And he drilled into me Veterans Day and Armistice Day and the fact that on the 11th hour of the 11th day of the 11th month, the peace treaty was signed and it was chosen as the day that we honor our veterans. It first started with it being only those veterans that fought in World War I, and then it expanded to include all veterans that served our country in all the branches. And I will be completely honest with you. I have had uncles and cousins that have served in the military. Some have fought in wars. Um, but I didn't understand the cost that is associated with serving our country until my son went into the Navy. And when he's deployed, the fact that there is no communication. We can't know where he is or what he's doing. Going the entire time that he was in boot camp. And you would wait for that letter to come. To get that phone call. When he left from MEPS in Charlotte, heading to Great Lakes, Illinois, waiting for that phone call to come saying that he had got there. And that phone rings and you answer it. And he goes, Hey, this is Jonathan. I made it safe. And he reads this script and it lasts all of 30 seconds and it's click. And that's all you get to hear. To getting that phone call because you're on pins and needles because you know they're doing battle stations and they're getting ready to see if they become sailors or if they come back into being a recruit and have to complete training again. And getting that phone call where he says, I'm a sailor. And the pride that you feel. So veterans, I thank you. And those of you that were family of those veterans, I thank you for the sacrifice you made. Well, today, this is going to be a little bit of a different type of veterans recognition message. Because as I was preparing this, I'm like, this is exactly what the veterans have to deal with too. So we're going to look, the title of the sermon is Charged and Ready. That may sound like a battery to you, but that's the wrong kind of charge that I'm talking about. So if you will turn to 2 Timothy chapter 4, we're going to look at verses 1 and 2. Okay? So if you had turned to 2 Timothy chapter 4, and if you stand as I read this in honor of God's Word, 
And this is what Paul writes to, to Timothy here in verses 1 and 2. It says, I solemnly charge you in the presence of God in Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead, and by His appearing and His kingdom. Preach the Word. Be ready in season and out of season. Reprove, rebuke, extort, and or exhort, and great with great patience and instruction. Let's pray. Blessed Heavenly Father, thank You for what we see Paul write. Dear Lord, speak through me today as I share the message that You've given to me. Bless us this morning. And it's in the holy and precious name of Jesus Christ, our Savior, we pray. Amen. A solemn charge to those answering the call. A solemn charge to those answering the call. Every single one of these men and women that stood up here all these veterans, they answered a call to serve their country and accepted the charge by saying an oath. Before they're loaded up on that plane, taken to the airport and sent out to wherever they're going, they swear in. They say an oath. They say this oath. I state your name do solemnly swear or affirm that I will support and defend the Constitution of the United States against all enemies, foreign and domestic, that I will bear true faith and allegiance to the same, and that I will obey the orders of the President of the United States and the orders of the officers appointed over me according to regulations and the Uniform Code of Military Justice. So help me God. Does that sound familiar to any of you? Every single person that served in our armed forces, they took that oath. They accepted that charge that was placed on them. They were called to serve and then they were charged to do what they were called to do. Christians answering the call to ministry. Pastors, youth pastors, ministers of music, Deacons, all of us that minister, we accept the charge and the presence of God and of Jesus. Look what he says here again in verse 1. I solemnly charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead and by His appearing and His kingdom. This Greek word here, diamaturmorai, don't ask me to say it again. Diamarturomai. <laughs> okay? It's not up there. You're not going to have to know it. There's not a test. But this word is often translated as testified. It is in the sense here that the idea is that Paul is giving a solemn testimony and the witnesses or the judge and jury that he is testifying before is God. God the Father and God the Son, Jesus Christ, who is able to judge. He is letting Timothy know that this charge that is being given to him as a pastor 
is different. It is not just a charge to do a job. Larry, Adam, is there anything such as a former or ex-Marine? Why? Always simplify. Always faithful. Once a Marine, always a Marine. Cecil, Larry Ledbetter, Sam, will you ever stop being a sailor? You may not be active, but you will always be a sailor. David, you will always have served, you will always be a soldier, won't you? You may be a retired soldier. Katie, same with you. Michaela, you all will be soldiers. Mike, Cleve, you guys will always be airmen, won't you? It is not just what you do. This charge is not just what you do. It is who you are. It is who you become. It is the same way with being a pastor, being a minister. It encompasses your whole life. It's not something you just wake up in the morning and put on and go take it off when you go to bed at night. It is what you do 24-7. You are called. These veterans were called. And when they're on active duty, it doesn't matter. 24-7. Three sixty-five. It is the same with those that are called into the ministry. It is a lifestyle. It is who we are. It is not just a job. What's that old motive? That old the old uh, motto uh, that they used to have in the commercials. It's not just a job. It's an adventure. Well, let me tell you something. Being a pastor is quite an adventure. Sometimes it feels like we're going through the last week of Marine training all the time. If you don't know what I'm talking about, ask those two in the back. They'll tell you exactly what I'm talking about. It is a solemn oath. A charge that we receive. And what are we charged to do? We're charged with responsibilities and duties. A veteran. You think about this oath I just quoted. Veterans, those that accept the call, those that serve, they are charged with certain responsibilities and duties, such as defend the United States and its Constitution against all enemies. There are times that it's hard to tell who those enemies are. That's why in this oath it says both foreign and domestic. Because all the enemies are not outside. Sometimes they're within. The same is true in the church. The second charge, the responsibility that they're charged with is maintain allegiance to the United States and its Constitution. It says I will keep true faith and allegiance to the same. The United States and its Constitution. 
then you are given the charge to obey orders of those in superior positions. The President of the United States and those officers appointed over you. You know, one of the most famous poems is the Charge of the Light Brigade. And in that, in that, that poem, it says, Ours is but to do and die. The wrong order was given. But theirs was not to wonder why. Theirs was but to do or die. Those orders sometimes may not make sense. But they are to do what they're commanded to do. They are to obey the orders. And then, this one's not written, but it's understood. Especially in the motto of the Marines. Be prepared to always perform their duties. Be prepared to always perform their duties. There are going to be times when those duties that you're asked to do are not convenient. There are going to be times that you're not going to feel like getting up at 3 o'clock in the morning to go do what you're told to do. But you have to do that. You always have to be prepared. You know, in the Revolutionary War, there was this particular group. They were not soldiers. They were not trained soldiers. They were actually militia. You guys remember what they were called? The what? The Minutemen. Why were they called the Minutemen? Because they had to be ready as soon as they call came. They had to be ready on a moment's notice, a minute's notice. Always prepared to do their duty. Well, let's look at what those in the ministry, pastors are charged to do. Second Timothy verse four or chapter four, verse two. Preach the word, be ready in season and out of season, prepare, rebuke, exhort. And great with great patience and instruction. Preach the word. The very first thing, preach the word. Here, Paul is not saying, he's not requiring Timothy to merely know the word, like the word, or approve of the word, but solely preach the word, proclaim the word. That oath that, the, that those going into the military take. And you know why? It's the same oath no matter what branch of the military you go into, isn't it? Because when they swear in at MEPS before they leave to go to boot camp, every single person standing in that same room taking that same oath before they divide and go to the branches they're supposed to go to. I will defend the United States and its Constitution against all Enemies, both foreign and domestic. Does it say that you have to like the United States? No. Hopefully, if you're going to join the military, that you, you like the flag and you like the Constitution and you like America. But I hate to tell you this, but that's not always the case, is it? 
But you take an oath. It doesn't matter if you like what's being said. It doesn't matter what you, if you like who's in office. Once you take that oath, you are to defend it. This oath, this charge that comes to pastors, and I don't understand this because a lot of pastors don't preach the Word. That is the very first thing that we're charged to do. Preach the Word. Doesn't mean that we have to like it. Doesn't even mean that we understand it. I'm going to tell you something. There's a lot of times I don't understand what I'm reading. And I have to pray and I have to read and I have to research so I can gain understanding so I can preach what God is telling me to preach. But that's what I'm charged with. The second thing is be ready in season and out of season. That means when it's easy and when it's hard. Let me tell you, there are some times I just don't feel it. There are times that I am exhausted emotionally, physically, spiritually, in any other way, just exhausted. And I just don't feel it. There are times that it's hard. There are times that it's easy. I'm sure there's others, but I know this man right here, Doug Pittman, he served during Vietnam. That was not an easy time to be in the military. Because when they came home, they weren't welcomed back home like the ones that fought in World War II or I or even Korea were welcomed home. They were called all kinds of names. They were spit on. They were despised by the country that they were serving. But nevertheless, they did what they were, they were charged with doing even in difficult times. And there are times in the lives of pastors where it is so easy. The end season. The Spirit is moving. Everything is going great. And then there are times where you're struggling emotionally with different things. There are times that it's difficult. Because you've got, you know, when we're doing, a lot of times when we're doing a, a, a funeral for a church member, it's not just another service. It is hard. Because we have to be there we have to be there to support the family. We have to be there to support the church members that are struggling with, with what's going on. And the entire time, you're dying on the inside. But nevertheless, you still have to do what you're charged to do. The military has to be ready whether they feel like doing it or they don't feel like doing it. It doesn't matter. The ministry is the same way. It does not matter. In season and out of season, we are charged to preach the Word. 
You know, there was a, a, a young pastor in England and he was part of, the, of a diocese of churches. And <clears throat> he, uh, he read this and he took this to heart and he began preaching. No matter where he went, no matter what he did, he was preaching the Word. And somebody started to complain. And they went to the bishop of the, of the area and they complained to him and the bishop went and met with him and he said, hey, um, I have been told that you, no matter where you go or what time it is or what you're doing, you're always preaching. And you need to stop that. People don't want to hear that. The young preacher says, okay. And he says, I only preach two seasons a year. Bishop said, that's great. Which two seasons do you want to preach? He looked at him square in the eye and said, in season and out of season. Don't do that on hunting, okay? But preaching, that man looked at him and said, I'll preach in season and out of season. Only two seasons I'll preach. Well, that pretty much covers that everything, doesn't it? We're called and charged with preaching the Word. Reprove, rebuke, and exhort with great patience and instruction. What we have to realize is that when we do this, we have to take ourselves outside of the equation. We don't reprove, rebuke, and exhort according to our standards. But what we should do and what we are called to do is literally hold up the Word of God against the lives of our people and let God do His work. Yes, we, each individual that claims Christ as His Savior, we are called to hold each other accountable. But in the life of a pastor... We have to fill so many roles. And we have to understand. Because at times it does get tiresome. Reproving, rebuking, and exhorting according to the Word of God, it's not something that takes place overnight. And a lot of times people expect a miracle to happen. They expect us to talk to somebody and it automatically fix itself. It doesn't happen that way. That's why Paul includes that last part of that verse with great patience and instruction. You've got to think that not everybody is at the same place in their spiritual journey. Not everybody is is the same place in their spiritual maturity. Yes, our spiritual, our spiritual journey starts, our spiritual maturity starts the moment we accept Jesus Christ as our Savior and the Holy Spirit begins working in our lives. But somebody may be more mature and it has nothing to do with age. 
or time limit or how long you have been saved. It literally has to do with how much you're putting into it. How much you are seeking God. When my dad accepted Christ, we got saved. We accepted Christ on the very same day. With him, it was like somebody went in and turned on a light bulb. And it, uh, there was an immediate change. With me, yes, there was an immediate change. But what my dad started doing, I wasn't ready to start doing yet. It took time. It was a process of getting there. Everyone is different. And the Holy Spirit knows that. And the Holy Spirit works in us different ways. But we have to remember that we cannot put ourselves as the judge and jury. We cannot put ourselves as the standard because we fail in both of those. You know, I tell you, when Jonathan joined the Navy before he left, Bob Ramsey and Larry were giving him a hard time about going into the Navy instead of the Marines. And Jonathan, being 18 years old or close to 18 years old, he would, you know, he cocky, you know, just that cocky attitude. They broke that sort of out of him when he got into when he went through boot camp, but that cockiness, and he looked at them, said, well, you know the Marines are a department of the Navy, don't you? And Larry Hammett looked dead at him, and he said, yeah. What'd you say, Larry? The men's department. <laughs> Is exactly what he said to him. What do you say back to that? But that's what, that's what Larry told him. Not everybody can be a Marine. Not everybody can be a sailor. Not everybody can be a, a soldier. Not everybody can be an airman. And they all have a job to do. They're all different. But they all have a job to do. It's the same thing in the church. Every one of us are different. Every one of them, one of us, have been charged. But I want to show you this. They are all trained to fulfill what they've been charged to do. They've all been trained. All veterans have been equipped. See, basic training, if you go to a military website and, and look up basic training and what it is, it gives you this. This basic training, often called boot camp, prepares recruits for all elements of service, physical, mental, and emotional. It gives service members the basic tools necessary to perform the roles that will be assigned to them for the duration of their tour. You see, these military personnel, they're not going to say, 
hey, you're going to be a payload specialist and never tell them how to do that. They're not going to say, hey, you're a mechanic and not give them the tools to do that job. In Jonathan's case, he's a machinist mate nuclear, which means that he works on the, the engines and stuff to make sure that everything works appropriately. He had to go through 18 months of school to learn how to do that job before he even put himself on a sub. They train to be able to do. And here's the other thing. Even though they have different duties, did you know that every sailor that goes through basic training before they go out to their A schools and everything else to get their specialized training, what they are taught to be, first and foremost, every sailor, what they're taught to be? A fireman. Why? Because if they get out there on a boat and it catches on fire or a submarine and a fire breaks out, guess who's there? They can't call the fire department. Guess what? Who's got to put out that fire? They do. And you know, no matter what their jobs, doesn't matter if they're a cook or a gunner or whatever they are in the Marines, what are you first and foremost? You're a rifleman. Doesn't matter what else your job is, you're first and foremost a rifleman. Infantry. And when the call comes out, guess what? The cook's got to drop that pot, grab his rifle, and be ready to fight, doesn't he? Every single one of them, no matter what branch of the military, they all have a specific thing that they're trained to do. And then the specialized duties. But they are trained and given the skills to be able to accomplish that. It's the same thing with all those that have been called into ministry. You know, I've said many times, and I am a firm believer of this, God doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the called. I'm going to tell you, there's many times that I, tell you, I told somebody this morning, I, there's times I feel like I am way in over my head and I have no idea what to do. And in my own power, there's nothing I could do. I couldn't do this. But God does it. God does it through me. See, look back at 2 Timothy 3, verses 16 and 17. We are told... We are charged in, verse, in chapter 4 to preach the Word. But look at what it says here. All Scripture is inspired by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness, so that the man of God may be adequate, equipped for every good work. So where do the pastors... We can go to school. But I'm going to tell you something. Some of the best pastors I've seen or heard of never set a foot in a seminary. We can go to school. But you know where our training comes from? And what we're told to preach? It all comes from the same place. What I'm trying to tell you is this. That pastors, ministers, they're learning and being guided 
by what they're preaching to you. And if they're not preaching this, you don't need to listen to them. Point blank. You don't need to listen to them. Please forgive me if it sounded like I'm comparing a pastor to our veterans. We are pastors. We are in a spiritual war. Our veterans, in many cases, had to deal with physical war and preparing those to be in physical war. But I'm going to tell you, church, we need to listen to what the Bible says. We need to know what the Bible says. Because we are in a spiritual battle. And it's not going to get easier. It's going to get worse. On in chapter 4, it says that Paul's warning Timothy that they will not listen to sound teaching or doctrine. That they will get rid of those that are preaching the Word. So that they can get teachers that tickle their ears. They just want to be told and, and just loved on and tickled. They don't want to be taught. I'm going to tell you something else. The things that some of these men and women went through during boot camp, during training, one of the first things they do is they break you down so they can build you back up. Jonathan told us they told them there's three ways of doing things. The wrong way, the right way, and then the Navy way. And if it's not the Navy way, it's the wrong way. So they took them down to build them back up to do things the way they wanted it. What these men and women went through now, what Jonathan had to go through is nothing compared to the way they went through before. Some of the things that they did previously, they're not allowed to do. You know, you see in the movies those drill sergeants getting right up in the nose and getting up in the face of the, of the recruits and screaming and yelling and calling them names and their mother's names and everything else. You've seen that in the movies. They can't do that. They can't do that anymore. Times are changing. And we need more people to accept the call of our country to defend this flag, to defend the Constitution and take that oath where the last words of that oath that they take, so help me God. 
And we need more people to answer the call to ministry. Where the only way that you can do that job is with the help of God. There is no possible way that you can do it. But we are in a place in our country where we need more people to stand on the Word of God and proclaim the Word of God and preach the Word of God in season and out of season. And yes, these jobs are very similar because you think about it. That child children's song that we sing, I'm in the Lord's army. Do you ever think in the Scripture how it constantly is comparing the spiritual aspects to the physical aspects? And how it's saying that the Lord's army, God's army, the Lord of hosts, it is military terms. Paul even tells us to put on the full armor of God. Because we have to prepare for battle. Just like our veterans had to be trained and prepared because they could have been called up at any moment to go and fight. To defend our country. We have to be prepared as Christians to be called up to fight. To stand there. And we, but we have to remember this. That God tells us and He promises us that if He is for us, no one can stand against us. We just have to know that we're in His will. And we have to know what His Word says. Thank you, veterans. Thank you for your service. Thank you for your sacrifice. Now, church, we're come to the time of invitation. And here is the call. Here is what you're being charged with. Be obedient to whatever God is telling you. Whatever it is as He is telling you, if He is calling you to salvation, don't leave this place without getting that straight. If He is leading you to become part of this congregation, don't leave this place today without doing this. If you are just needing to pray, the altar is open. You can pray where you are. Whatever it is God is calling you to do, don't leave this place without doing it right now as we sing these songs. Would you stand as we sing hymn number 283, Take My Life and Let It Be. Take my life and let it be Consecrated, Lord, to Thee Take my hands and let them move At the impulse of Thy love Lord, I give my life to Thee
for being here this morning. Don't forget that today is the last day to sign up for the Lottie Moon Christmas auction. If you've not signed up, please sign up today. Um, get your money to Joy. She's collecting the money. It's $12 per person for the food. Um, please see her after the service if you've not. And $5 per child. Under under 12 these teenage boys are up here. Man, I could pay $10 and eat all I want to for two key people. But, uh, but don't forget that. Also, it's also the last day to bring in your, your items for the, the children to pack shoe boxes. This is not in place of us packing shoe boxes. This is just to help the children's ministry and the youth ministry pack shoe boxes for them. So uh, today's the last day to bring that in because they're doing that Wednesday night. Adults, we will continue with Daniel chapter 2 in here in the sanctuary at uh, 6.30. Play practice at 5.30 and choir practice after the service um, Wednesday night. But thank you for being here. Veterans, thank you so much. And um, can we give them another round of applause? Thank you. Yes. You fill a shoebox, bring it next Sunday because we'll have our dedication. Yes, shoebox dedication is next Sunday. We will be praying over those, so please bring those. Um, there's still spots to sign up to go work in the, the distribution center in December, so if you're, if you're interested in that, the sign-up sheet's out there on the bulletin board. And I'm going to ask Joy if she will come and dismiss us in prayer this morning. If you want to pay for the Lottie Moon or sign up, give me a few minutes to get out to the desk when we close. Uh, let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for the service today. Thank you for all the men and women that lined up across this front who have served this wonderful country of ours. God, you don't know what you're giving up until you become one of them, and you don't know unless you're one of their families what they gave up. So we just ask you to bless each one of them, bless each one in our country that has served and that uh, those that continue to serve and protect us and keep us free. We just ask you to go with them all, go with us all as we leave this service today and protect us, God. Bring us back to the next appointed time here when we give it all to you in Jesus' name. Amen.